Off the Record, the weekly KOTO public affairs show that offers you, the listener, an opportunity to hear in-depth conversations on community topics and issues that matter. As always, you are encouraged to join the conversation by calling 728-4333. Now here's your host. Good evening. Yes, I'll be your host for this Off the Record, uh, Gavin McGough. And we are live from the Kodo Station. So thank you for joining us. As always, um, the month of romance is waning. We have only a few days left in February. Uh, Valentine's is in the rear view. And we are taking a moment uh, this evening to talk about romantic life here in Telluride, um, discuss some missed connections, some romance anthology series, uh, and all the rest. So um, also in researching this show, I did um, uh, come across some facts. And I just I wanted people to keep in mind that Valentine's Day celebrates love in the Catholic tradition of St. Valentine. Many folk traditions associate romance with springtime um, and celebrate in the months of March all the way through June. So perhaps romance um, lies ahead for all of us. Anyway, joining me in studio uh, is uh, right on my left here, Kelly Fox, organizer of um, Telluride Miss Connections, a month-long public art project and Instagram page. Um, she's also a published poet and a Kodo DJ who um, you could have heard on the airwaves earlier today. Maybe you did. Kelly, uh, what what can you add to your intro or do you just want to say hi? Oh gosh. Hey y'all, that sounds pretty good, Gavin. Thanks. <laughs> Relatively comprehensive. <laughs> All right. Um, Melissa Turn is... Um, an astrology extraordinaire and will um, will will read the stars for us tonight in order to tell us our uh, romantic options and the uh, outcome of our romantic quandaries. Um, also, uh, the program director at Tell You Right Theater. What's your um, producing director? Thank you. Um, which is perhaps. Perhaps relevant tonight, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, Melissa, give them a shout. Hey, everyone. If you haven't gotten your tickets to Fringe Fest, yeah. do it now. <laughs> Fringe Fest. There it is. Um, and Aggie Unda Thames is also in studio. Uh, Unda Thames is the author of the Latin Lovers book series, which is currently two books long, could get longer, um, which... They uh, promise spicy and empowering tales of romance, as I understand. Um, she's also written on autism and has authored young adult books. Um, Aggie, thank you so much for joining us. Was that all? Was that all good? What else can you add? That was amazing. Thank you so much, Gavin, for inviting me, and I'm looking forward to this hour. It's going to be spicy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, also in studio is uh, our very own Kodo DJ Foreign uh, Voyages, but um, appearing tonight by name, uh, Ollie Henry. Howdy, Kevin. Uh, local musician. Um, where where can people find you? Um, during the wintertime, we're playing a lot in the Mountain Village Core in the Peaks Hotel. We have a few gigs at the Alibi. Probably most notably, we're going to be opening up for 10th Mountain Division at the Alibi on... March 16th um, with actually with my brother from Durango's band safety meeting. There you go. If um, Ollie is one of your missed connections, please go see him <laughs> March 16th um, and you'll be uh, missing him no more. All right. So I thought that it would be good um, to kind of the inspiration for this evening was this missed connections theme. Um, and Kelly, I, I just like to start with your missed connections Instagram page. Um, I, I'm not sure how you conceive of this project, <laughs> whether it was a social experiment, a public art project, uh, um, just a, 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 a whim and a curiosity <laughs> for you. Um, but will you tell us a little bit about um, kind of this project you embarked on for the month of February? 
uh, and where the inspiration originally came from. Um, well, the inspiration came from Craigslist. I don't know if anybody's been on there, but they have a section called Missed Connections. And I kind of pulled from like local newspapers of years past where people would place personal ads and stuff. Um, but on Craigslist, you can post like, you were the girl wearing like purple sweatpants on the L train and we made eye contact, but like we didn't say anything, but I saw it in your eyes, you know, like I was this guy, like let me know if you want to meet up or something. And I just love that idea. I love the romantic whimsy. I don't think anyone truly goes into it thinking that they'll find this person, but like how fantastic would it be if they did? Um, so I thought that'd be a really funny thing to bring here uh, in practice, I was, I realized that most everybody knows each other already. <laughs> so maybe that's not the best venue for it, but, um, also like a fun way to, I don't know, shoot your shot. Um, I think a lot of people are timid about it. I love calling it a public art project. I think that's awesome. Um, I think I'll extend it past. It was just supposed to be for Valentine's day. It's like a fun Kodo show to do on Valentine's day, but, um, I think we're just going to extend it indefinitely and see what happens. Um, yeah, I don't know what else. What else did you ask? Yeah. Um, it's funny that you say, like, uh, you know, everybody knows each other here, so maybe it's a little <laughs> awkward or, or a little bit incorrect. But when I was thinking about this, I was like, there must be so many missed connections in Telluride mm-hmm. because... It is so, you know, the service industry is like Mm -hmm. you are exposed to so many people um, and the turnover amongst those people Mm -hmm. is is really intense and really high. Um, You know, the turnover of tourists here is really high. Mm -hmm. Uh, The seasonal worker experience is very much related to like misconnections, whether Mm -hmm. that's with people or place. and there was another one that I had. Oh, I guess just the transience of the local population. You know, it felt mm-hmm. like um, this kind of theme of misconnections was really um, sort of had relevance to our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. And I think that um, also like a lot of the things that we do provide opportunities for that sort of misconnection as in like, I think my first example on the page was like, we rode up the chairlift together or, you know, like we rode the gondola together, like these weird pockets of time where like often people don't talk, but you know, maybe you're making eyes at somebody on the chairlift and you like didn't get their number. Like, I feel like that's a pretty common occurrence. Yeah. Um, and on that note, if you read the misconnections, <laughs> it seems there's a common theme of the chairlift, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, there are a whole handful that were specifically related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's been really interesting. It's fun to see where these things happen. And I think that it does follow the trend exactly of what you were talking about, like in these like service industry jobs or like on the resort, um, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel I have misconnections with people I ride up the chairlift with and it's not even in a romantic sense, mm-hmm. you know, or, or it, you know, it will be a genuine connection that I'm like, what? There it goes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would love to, for it to like expand past the romantic, um, because I feel like most of my misconnections in town are actually friendships where like, you know, you meet somebody once and you like can't remember their name because you're in a big group of people or whatever. And then everyone's so busy that you don't see them every day. So there's not really the opportunity to be like, Hey, I was really interested in that thing that you were talking about. Um, like become closer friends. So I think that would be fun too. Yeah. There's also this idea of the tourists kind of really trying to connect to the place that they are. Um, and I feel oftentimes I become a conduit for that. You know, mm-hmm. like if I'm serving, mm-hmm. um, they'll kind of ambush me with a question about, oh, well, how do you how do you like it here? <laughs> and then I'm like, well, let's crack open that while I have like, <laughs> you know, six other tables to care for. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> or if I'm on the gondola and they're like, um, oh, what do you do? You know, I see your funny little shorts. You know, what's that about? <laughs> um, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm out on a run and I just was up and I got tired and I want to take the gondola home instead of running home um, or whatever. I don't know. That was a, that was a lark. But <laughs> um, <laughs> for the rest of you who who are joining this evening, um, what 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 does this theme of misconnections br- bring out in um, your mind? 
Well, as I was listening to Kelly, of course, I was like, ooh, let me take notes because this, <laughs> this is interesting. This is good. This will make a good book. Ooh, this is an idea. So I was bombarded by all these incredible scenarios of, of things that you can write about, which are totally true. I mean, it's, it's, uh, they would all make great stories. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, each one is a little kind of capsule of the story. Um, and there's also something about kind of like the wistfulness in the sense of, um, like loss or impossibility, <laughs> but also wanting to recapture that that comes out of the misconnection, which mm -hmm. I think is, is very interesting. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I have to say I'm a romance book girly. It's like, I've read your books and I love them. So like, I feel like it's, I don't know, there's a certain personality type that's drawn to the like whimsical romance of it all right well, well anything is possible mm -hmm. um from the uh instagram page are there any kind of um big takeaways you have or misconnections that um you would like to share oh gosh um sure we got a really fun one yesterday that i loved a lot let's see I wouldn't have said frosted tips were my thing, but those blue eyes and that smile made them look good on you. <laughs> that six plus feet of height was nice too. <laughs> you ordered pad thai and a beer and said something about getting drunk at the alibi that I didn't fully register because I was flustered. So if anybody ordered pad thai recently and had a flirty conversation. This person <laughs> is out there. This, <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. They, oh, I misunderstood. I thought it was another letter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was another guy with, you know, frosted tips getting pad thai. Yeah. yeah. Well, my question is really, how can you know under all the ski gear? Like all these misconnections <laughs> happening on chairlifts. I'm like, that's just... It's energetic. You're really looking for love if you're looking below <laughs> all, the, all the ski gear, you know? Looking deep. Yes. Yeah. Looking deep. Um, all right. Cool. Um, so we can definitely read some more of those uh, later in the um, later in the show, but um, Kelly, before we just move on, um, so you do think you will be continuing this uh, this public art project? <laughs> I mean, I don't see why not. It doesn't take much of my time or mental energy, and I think it's really silly and fun. And I think the more time it goes on, the more comfortable people will be with it. And also, there's you know ample opportunity across seasons. So. Mm -hmm. I don't see a reason not to. For, fun. for you, what is the season of romance? Oh, God. Oh. Um. <laughs> or or perhaps, perhaps, I mean, are you even a romantic? Oh, I'm like a hopeless romantic. Um, I would probably say the fall or like late summer mm. is generally when I'm feeling very romantic. Yeah. Um, how about for the rest of you? Do you all consider yourselves romantics? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of course. Hopelessly. Every day. Emphasis well, on the hopeless. Um, this, is a, this is a great uh, moment to just to say that we are, um, you're listening to Off the Record, and we are talking about misconnections in romance and tell your ride this evening. Um, we hope you'll give us a call with your own story of a misconnection or if you are the Pad Thai Frosted Tip person. <laughs> Um, it's going to be 970-728-4333. Um, let us know what your kind of romantic interests are um, this evening. And yeah, we could do a little, we could do a little hopeless, um, little hopeless romance musical interlude um, from a very uh, hopeless romantic album here. Uh, we'll be right back with you. Um, you're tuned in to KOTO Telluride, and this is Off the Record. I know you're somewhere out there, somewhere far away. I want you back. I want you back. My neighbors think I'm crazy, but they don't understand. You're all I have. 
Welcome back. This is off the record. I think we're going to dive into a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of fiction and fantasy now. I would love to hear um, uh, some some about this Latin lovers romance series, which is um, two books strong. Do you have another in the works, Aggie? I do. I do. I have um, the second part of Mariana. So this is part one, um, and part two is it's brewing. Nice. Um, come right on to the mic so we can hear you super well. Uh, I would, I'm, I'm interested, um, in where, you know, when you started writing and when you started doing, um, kind of fiction writing, did you start with romance or did you come to the romance genre later? I came to the romance genre later. I started, um, writing plays. I've oh, been wow. in theater for over 20 years. Um, so when I was producing, um, we started with autism. I have a son with autism. So I wanted to create more of autism awareness. And I created a play um, that it was like under his point of view. And, and when I wrote the play and I saw how pretty much exactly what I wanted to transmit through what I was, my words, um, that's when I'm like, okay, so let's, make this play into a book and then the book I wrote the second one of that book but it that I felt that was more of a passion project because of my son and I just wanted to get that point across of autism awareness but I've as as I just said before I'm a, a, a romantic and then I have all these I like ideas and scenes in my head and 
um, that stories that I wanted to to write. And that's when I'm like, okay, let's try this other genre. <laughs> and it's, yeah, sexier. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so there are two books um, out so far in the Latin Lovers series, uh, Mariana and Sweet and Spicy. Uh, Mariana Part 1 is, is your latest, which just came out like yesterday. What well, was like this week or something? Is that right? Right. It, it was published in October, but um, officially we did the, the book launch uh, last Friday. Yeah. Launch party. There yeah. we go. Um, so if you if it wasn't on your radar in October, now it better be on your radar. And uh, so both of these books kind of, they center sort of like devastated lovers. You know, they start from a place that is really bad. Um, in Mariana, you know, the title character has been left by her really longtime lover. And Sweet and Spicy, like there's been this you know, like conflict, there's been this like fire and all this, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but basically things are bad. Um, why, why did you begin the stories in, in this place? <laughs> well, I think as a woman, when we're a little, when we're there l- looking for, for love or ready for a relationship, we've gone through stuff. Um, I don't think there's a single woman out there that is not, I won't say tainted, I don't know, that's a hard, harsh word, but, you know. Jaded, maybe, yeah. I like that word. Yeah. Jaded. <laughs> so, um, so I think we, we, we all have to to break free from something, whatever it may be, small or big, it, in, in our own lives, we see it as, as something, and once, once we break free from that and once we are confident or we love ourselves, then we can create anything around us, particularly like a, a, a romance. So I think, I think that's why I, I, I have those characters um, really broken and trying to, trying to know themselves so that then they can love another. Mm-hmm. Um, in any of your stories, do you um, have a kind of a theme of a misconnection where somebody is, is thinking, oh, I, I could just, if I could only just find that person again or find that thing again, you know, do you have any, where does, where does romance come into that sort of feeling of, of having lost something? Well, the, in the misconnection or in the missing someone, as you, Mariana was devastated for many years because um, this guy just left. Um, and then there's, they reunite and then you just have to read the rest. <laughs> um, um, but uh, stories just are created from some, so many different things. Little bit, little bits of everything, but specifically that um, misconnection and yearning for past, Mariana. Mm-hmm. Um, what time of day do you write? <laughs> Five a.m. Early, early morning. Very early. Yeah. <laughs> when everyone's asleep. Yeah, that's when when I get up and and write and if if they're up or, or kids and their hubby in the house and then it's just my mind just shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also curious about, you know, writing about romance as well as living your own kind of rich love life, both in terms of romance and in terms of family and, and kids. Um, how, how do those two work together and work differently? Meaning is the world of your writing entirely kind of fantasy and fiction, um, or do you feel like there's a connection between kind of the love and the romance that you're writing about and the love and the romance which is in your own life and okay. the lessons you've learned? And- so I think I think I do pull certain feelings from experiences. 
like if in on a scene something happens um i might i might pull you know i'm like oh this is what i felt in in this particular moment i mean but if you see the big picture everything is like is created but as artists you you pull from all all areas all places um i mean i'm sure right now i'm we're gonna i'm gonna write a book that is pulled from one of kelly's <laughs> uh, misconnections and um but specifically in what you're asking you do pull, i do pull from things that happened or things i felt and what i think are correctly placed in that scene for that character Um so uh is there anything else you want to share about um what's next for the Latin Lovers book series before um we move on? Sure. Um well Mariana too Mariana is a dark romance, which the difference with Sweet and Spicy is more of a contemporary and sweeter fast-paced read. Um I do enjoyed writing in a darker genre. There is a lot more. It's not only spicier, which is pretty cool, <laughs> but but uh, themes and topics are deeper, and the I think the depth of the characters are also a lot more complex, and I think um, readers might enjoy that. Plus, you know, we have all this Day of the Dead themes with the culture of alebrijes and the altars, and it is really profound in in culture. As uh, was sweet and spicy, a lot more with with food. So, people have enjoyed that. So, I am definitely gonna keep going um, with that. So, Mariana too, by the end of the year, should be published. And and these books are set in Puerto Vallarta, is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Um we lived in Puerto Vallarta for about 15 years. In fact, my children were born there. Um so a lot of the scenes that are in the Malecón or those are are pulled from what I can remember as detailed as possible. Of course, um things are placed in 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 that in the setting, but Yes, both both books are uh set in in Puerto Vallarta. Hmm. Um we were we were kind of on a kick about um sensuality and uh how how to trigger romance and invite romance into one's life. Um the sweet and spicy, you know, the Latin lovers, all these themes of food and chefs and cooking, I think is sort of a um a natural segue into this concept of sensuality. Um for all of you, I just to open it up like what what gets you romantically excited if you're ever not. I would say it would kind of depend on two different areas if it was like something I'm looking for in someone or something that just kind of I don't know, gets me going. Um I would say passion in people and art and music and like you were saying touching on food uh doing that and i feel like every single art every single art and every single uh consumer of art has things that their passion really drives you know and i don't know like especially with music you know there's very sensual and loving music like uh Sunday kind of love like Etta James and like a little plug for foreign voyages there's all types like French music is always known as being like la romance like very romantic and I don't know like reggaeton is being very sexy and stuff and I don't know for me like in terms of music it would be like Brazilian bossa nova would probably be mine because it's like beautiful and calming relaxing but also can be quite sexy as well Talk a little more about the connection between um art specifically and and love or romance. Um what what is the in your own creative process do you ever 
call on romance or love. Absolutely. All, all the time, for sure. Whether it's like being in high school and making like corny love songs for girls <laughs> or something. Or, I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, for me, it really drives me when I see somebody who's very passionate about an art um, and knowing that there's like a very much deeper side of someone as well. Um, but that being said, like an art can be anything, you know, like art is, is fine art is music is theater is cooking is like one of my favorite arts, you know? So it's very expansive. It's very general, but I I love to, to see passion in people. Mm -hmm. Um, Kelly, in your, in your, um, poetic (laughs) prose works, uh, in your works in other genre, um, do you ever deal with romance and love? Um, well, being a hopeless romantic and a poet, they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, and I do end up writing a lot of poetry about other people. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yes, I, well, yeah, not much is going on <laughs> poetically right now. But um, <laughs> I am working on a romance novel. It's like a first work of fiction also, um, which is... Interesting. It's like fun yeah, to dig, dig into, into dig into that process. What's new. that? What's that been like? Uh, it's been very stop and go. I'd actually like love to talk to Aggie sometime about her process um, because it started as a thing that I like would think about on my drive home, like write in my notes app when I got back, and then I was like, you know what? I should just like try to do it. So it's been very slow going, um, but fun to like explore fictional narratives because usually my writing's pretty autobiographical. Um, so it's different, that's mm-hmm. for sure. But fun. I mean, I read a lot of romance, so I feel like it's inevitable at some point. Right. And do you feel that's kind of where the story and the plot was sourced from? Was other um, kind of romantic storylines or um, not to call them tropes because I think that's mm-hmm. negative, but um, kind of forms? Uh, or was it um, some kind of observation you saw or flutter you felt in, in your own life? <laughs> Um, well, I think romance as a genre is pretty formulaic as is most storytelling. Um, so it definitely follows like the beats of a normal like romance book, but, um, how would I class it? I guess it's like a, what I wish would happen, but has not. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like pretty classic contemporary romance, like not super specific, I don't want anyone here to read it, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? It could be full of missed connections. Yeah. um, Or made connections. Anyway, um, Melissa, how about you? What what ignites uh, your romantic impulses? Oh, boy. Let's see. (laughs) Um, I think, I mean, just to um, piggyback on what Oliver was saying, I think... There is uh, a lot of, like, love and connection to be had in music, in art. But I think something, you know, universal is people like to be and feel understood. So when you have a connection with someone that makes it feel like you're being seen in that moment, that's really where I think a spark can happen. Whether that's somebody sends you they're a, like something on Spotify that they love or somebody says, oh, I read this thing and it made me think of you and that resonates with you as well. That can just be a really special feeling. Totally. Um, it's interesting, kind of the note of connection. I also feel like for a lot of a lot of stages of one's romantic life, it can have to do, it can have to do with sort of aspiration where you see somebody who like Ollie is saying is so passionate about something or who is so confident about this one thing or who wears something in a way that is um, kind of describes like a desire that I had at one you know time. Then it's like, whoa, um, can be very, romance can be very world opening, I guess. And that comes to, kind of wanting to make connections happen. Anyway, um, that's my reflection on that. Uh, But Melissa, I understand you have some um, sort of astrological skills which could bring clarity to our romantic lives. Um, 
where did your interests in astrology originate? Um, I would really, though, say I am an a avid lover and learner of astrology, and I am a student of all sorts of um, intuitive and mystical traditions, and so this is just one of the things that I enjoy. Absolutely. Um, so I, I have a lot of amazing teachers and a lot of amazing um, inspirations for my love of astrology, and I like to just sort of, um, I don't know, offer it to people in an love. unsolicited way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this feels very, very invited to me. Normally, I just would text you and say, here's what's going down for you tomorrow. So, <laughs> I've seen perhaps something. Perhaps aggressive. I am a Scorpio. Um, but but on that, on the note of kind of rom- romance, romance specifically and divination or mythology and fortune telling, will you reflect a little bit on this tradition between wanting to know the future and having questions about your romantic life? Ooh. I think that in my advanced wisdom on love, um, no. I think that a... I don't like the word mistake, but I think a potential misstep people make when it comes to, like, the manifestation of romance or love is that they become really attached to um, an idea of what that looks like. And I think the nature of love is that it is supposed to surprise you. So if you don't remain open to the potential to be surprised and maybe even startled by what might be presented to you, you know, you can really close yourself off to uh, the opportunity. So I think in a world where I am very excited to be dabbling and manifesting or calling in lots of different things, Love is kind of an area where I like to let the universe present me with something. Like, let's see, what do you have? How can I, how can I react and respond instead of um, trying to be so rigid with my idea of what that looks like? Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, is, is it a healthy inclination, do you think, to go... Um, out and look for answers about one's romantic future? Um, or do you think we should be able to live more in uh, a place of uncertainty? I love a liminal space. Like, give it to me. I think that's great. Actually, the uncertainty, I think, is really romantic. That's something I think is really romantic in general. The, like, not knowing and really letting yourself be open to what happens. Um, but I think something really interesting about, I mean, if I can, Pisces season to me, which we're all in right now, is a time when there's like a lot of possibility because like the planet Jupiter is in the mix and also dreams and intuition. So that's Neptune. Both of those things are calling in this like, what if feeling And also that there is like a potential for there to be a what if everywhere. And like Kelly was saying earlier about the misconnections, there's also room for that to be platonic. There's room for that to be artistic. There's room for that to be like you saw a dog that just really like lit you up that day. And I think um, I have a teacher that calls these things uh, love letters from the universe this is the perfect time to be sort of like open to receiving any kind of love letter from the universe, be that, you know, romantic, romantic, or your friend brings you coffee to work. Like that's so romantic. That's so being open to like the tiny love letters makes you more, I think, susceptible to big love letters or maybe Mm -hmm. real love letters. Um, <laughs> See, that's so inspiring. <laughs> that, that was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> um, for you, uh, 
is Pisces season the most romantic season? Oh, geez. Um, I have, well, or I, are they all romantic in different ways? I think Pisces season feels really romantic to me. I'm a Scorpio, and Pisces and Scorpio are both water signs, but Pisces is like the kind of open-heartedness and optimism that I wish I had. <laughs> so I love... Um, I love the idea of of the optimism and beauty and like that. It's like the the bud before the flower. So like we're getting ready to move into the beginning of the uh, the astrological new year with Aries. So this is like this potential like growing, and that's always really exciting. So for that, I have a lot of love for it. Totally. Um. What sort of questions should we bring to the stars when we have them about our romantic life, um, given that it's, it's also important to celebrate uncertainty? I think a great question to always ask is, how can I make myself ready for what I'm calling into my life? Like, how can I, um, how can I best tend my house for these visitors, whoever they may be. Like, what do I need to prepare? Um, that's something I think is like a really beautiful way to approach it too because you are very much in control of you, your body, your spirit, your spirituality, your connection. And so being really clear in that area is just like a magnet for other kinds of clarity to come in. Awesome. All right. You are tuned into KOTO Telluride. You're listening to Off the Record. Uh, we're going to take a quick musical interlude um, here, but please join us with your story of a missed connection. Uh, give us a call at 970 728 4333, and we'll be here to um, hear your romantic quandary. All right. We'll be back in a moment. Sunday kind of love A love to last past Saturday night And I'd like to know It's more than love at first sight Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. 
listeners welcome back to off the record we are talking about romance and missed connections this evening don't be shy give us a call 970-728-4333 i'm joined in studio by uh tell your ride missed connections instagram um page moderator (laughs) organizer um kelly fox uh astrological romantic melissa turn um latin lovers uh book series author um aggie unda thames and um koto dj and opera nova superstar um ollie henry um give us a call with your romantic question or um crush uh is that right yeah if you have a crush on me this is the time call please call (laughs) Specifically, callers, uh, we're waiting. Um, there's a misconnection that could be made, so please um, give us a call. Uh, I'm wondering for all of you um, if there's anyone out there who's listening who's like a little lovesick, a little heartsick. Uh, what What's your prescription? Um, how? Oh, no, there's a crush calling. All right, we're doing it. Hey, you're live on Kodo. Can you hear us? How are we doing? Good. We're we're doing well. Who who do we got here? If you'd like to introduce yourself, or do you have a question? No, you 
you were asking me to call you, so I was calling you because we are listening. We were wanting to say hello. Who's so, we? Y'all, you're doing great. You and my co-worker here. Um, have you ever had to tell your ride misconnection? Mm, several. Several. We can't name names, though. Right. Or describe describe frosted tips. It would be too <laughs> revealing. Probably would be. Yeah. Probably would be. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add this evening? You guys are doing great, and we're enjoying all talking. Well, thank you. Uh, we'll keep talking for, for another uh, 10 or so minutes, and uh, um, thanks for listening. You have a good night, sir. All right. Uh, well, th- well, that question, that caller didn't have a question, but we very much appreciate their um, input and um, seems like they have a crush on somebody here. So potentially that could be interesting later. Um, anyway, what I was wondering is what are your prescriptions for the lovesick and the heartsick, if you have any? Th- think about times in your own romantic life where you have felt down on your luck. Um, have there been those times? Soup. Soup is my favorite <laughs> cure for uh, a broken heart. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're back to food. <laughs> <laughs> Clam chowder in the winter and uh, ceviche in the in the summer. If you wow. consider ceviche soup. Those are some fishy. <laughs> if not gazpacho. Those are some fishy dishes to, oh, yeah. to rescue you from heart sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Seafood is definitely an aphrodisiac. Interesting. Um, I'm allergic to seafood. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, we can't. <laughs> Diagnosed. <laughs> Bingo. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, if you fall into love sickness, then there's no seafood to pull you out. I'm just there. Gone forever. Gone for good. Gone forever. <laughs> um, how about you, Melissa? Do you have any um, prescriptions or, or memories of times where you were like... <laughs> Uh, this isn't gonna. This isn't gonna work out. And then you had a romantic reignition anyway. Yeah, I think actually it's funny because, uh, um, you know, I moved um, to Telluride when I was in a particularly heartsick place, and this has really been, um, you know, living here, moving here was definitely medicine to me. So sometimes I think um, if uh, you need to like get out of your own head, you should. Go to the mountains. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. <laughs> Without seafood. Because yeah, there's not a sea in sight, get, so it's good. Get really far away from seafood. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aggie, I understand that you uh, love to dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, does this connect uh, to you with a, you know, would you suggest somebody who is lovesick go dancing? Oh. Wow, I What's hadn't the- thought about that, but definitely. I mean, dancing is so liberating and sensual, and I think we talk about, you know, the, the passion of what Oliver was talking about. You can just, yeah, I love dancing. I think it's it's something everyone must do. <laughs> um, do you all have a... Uh, a- kind of romantic wish list for the Telluride community. Um, it, are, there, are there ways that um, everybody could be more romantic in a positive way or we could center romance more as a, as a culture, a group of people? So I think when I write the books, I, do, I like to do a little bit of, of research, even though it's not... A research book, but I've done research of the art of seduction and romantic living and like um, these femme fatales. And I think we should all start romanticizing our own life. And that is not always centered in the other. I think we have to start with ourselves and enjoy the air and the beautiful views that we have, spectacular, um, talking with someone, um, 
when we eat, like or the first sip of coffee. So once we start um, really enjoying the, I'm not gonna say the little things in life, but probably they're not, um, and enjoying ourselves and, and taking care of ourselves, then we can start um, connecting with the other and enjoying the other and doing all these little like sensual things because then we're in that mindset where you know you can give that look or wink and and then that's when we start getting the connection with with the other person so start starting with ourselves and romanticizing our own lives wow that's perfect should we read a couple more uh, misconnections just to go out on? Oh, yes. sure. Let's see. <laughs> All right. So this one was from the day before Valentine's Day. So this is a while ago. Keep Romantic that in mind. Romantic energies were high. <laughs> <laughs> there was a girl at the buck with a neon green knit hat, the best dimples and dark curly hair and blue eyes. She said wicked. So I think she's from Boston. <laughs> I feel like we really hit it off. Come find me, please. <laughs> With a lot of exclamation points. So if anybody knows. If, if anybody person. is that person, what should they do, Kelly? Um, you can reach out to the Telluride Misconnections Instagram account. Um, and then I, in turn, will try to find the person that posted that. It's still like a little bit of a funny process that I'm streamlining because we have a um, like anonymous submission form through Google Forms. And then it has to they have to be watching the post to see if I say, like, come find me, like... I found your person. Oh, right. Yeah. So you can flag on the post like this one got a taker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you have to you have to do your diligence and follow back up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not the hardest yeah. thing to do. It's not the hardest yeah. thing. It's just like it'd be nice to be able to connect people directly, but then also protect the anonymity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. You know, people are a little afraid of being vulnerable, I think. So it's scary to put yourself out there, especially on the Internet. It is. Especially uh, on Telluride's internet, which is smaller than the other internet. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, this is a good one. I feel like this could actually work, um, but so far nobody has claimed it. I met a very pretty guy skiing on Chairlift 5 on Sunday, which was um, two weeks ago. I didn't hear because I had my AirPod in, but he asked me about my skis. We talked a little, and he said he works at Telluride Sports, and his name is Matt. So I feel like that oh, one's not that hard to accomplish. We've got a name, a, we have a place name. of employment. Matt, Matt, I know, Matt. and no one has claimed it. I think just go in and get your skis checked again. <laughs> just I mean, go to Telluride Sports. Yeah. But I like the whimsy. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm I obsessed. I mean, you and I you love it. Yeah. Oh, I know. Um but I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> Matt from Telluride Sports, you should call in. We're here to help you. You definitely should. Yeah, you um, need to know. And if you're friends with Matt from Telluride Sports, <laughs> throw him under the bus. This Bring is a in. great time to throw Matt under the bus. <laughs> or call. Um, I do have I do have one one more question. And that's if if you all were reading uh, the Telluride misconnections or the Craigslist misconnections or the misconnections in the back of the Daily Planet, if they existed, I don't think they do, but they should. Um, what would you do if you were like, that was me? Oh, I'd do it for the plot. I gotta call you'd, in. You'd reach yeah. out, you'd try to connect, you'd make yeah, that connection. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if it went like real sideways, I just think you have to know. Plus, like, you know, provide some whimsy for someone else for <laughs> once, for God's sake. <laughs> So we have what we have one person who's very pro making the connection happen. I'd like to say that I would, but I honestly don't know if I would or if I would just like pocket the compliment and use it for my <laughs> self-esteem. <laughs> yeah. I would like to think that I would though, but I Yeah. can't confirm. You could you could pocket it and dwell on it and yeah. just kind of say, "Hey, somebody noticed me." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm very happily married, so <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> oh, man. As the person running the account, it feels hypocritical to say that I wouldn't. Um, so I'm not going to say that I wouldn't. Um, I think it would depend on if I remembered the interaction and what my feelings about it were. <laughs> but mm, I would probably do it for the plot. Well, if you unless don't remember the interaction, then maybe it was not very strong. <laughs> yeah. Or if it was like, 
this person had a totally different perspective of what was happening than I did. Maybe I wouldn't, but I like to give people a chance, I guess. Right. Or if you were like, I was at that bar for an hour, just come on up to me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like there's that side of it too, where you're like, don't filter this through the internet. Totally. Mm -hmm. Just come over here and dance. (laughs) You know? So what kind of person are you looking for, right? Do you want the one that approaches you directly? Or Or do you want the do you want the whimsy of the behind the scenes? The barely missed. You know, um, I'm not sure we're going to get anywhere on that one. So uh, <laughs> maybe we should call it a night, given that it's 7 p.m. Um, listeners, thank you so much for um, tuning in to Off the Record this evening. Uh, guests, thank you all so much for being here, for sharing your wisdom, your whimsy, your humor, um, your cravings. Uh, it's been really fabulous to share this hour. Thank you, Gavin. Thanks, Gavin. Thank you. Thank you. Um, next up, we've got DJDC, and uh, we're already a couple minutes over into that thought, so we're going to um, let them take it away. You're tuned into KOTO Tell You Ride. Please enjoy your evening, and uh, we'll see you next week on Off the Record. <laughs>